You are now listening to the TA Podcast, the official podcast of Strathmore High School. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first Luke Schramm podcast, a little spinoff of the TA Podcast here. Breaking us up. Don't worry, we might still we might still be together here and there. But uh, I've got a very special guest for my first episode, Mr. Sonsby. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Let us know a little bit about yourself and how this came to be. Uh, I'm Mr. Sonsby. I teach English at Strathmore High School, and I did this because you asked me to. So that's how that came to be. Yes, and uh, from what I understand, you're a fairly fairly big fan of the TA podcast. I am. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. Oh. <laughs> uh, I've I've uh, listened to all of them. Uh, I like to listen to them when I'm uh, eating my cheese snack and using my shoehorn. Uh, uh. <laughs> makes me makes me feel ratified as a person. So thank there you, you go. We like to every time a guest comes on, we like to make sure they talk about how much of a fan they are of the podcast. Yeah, to, yeah. Other to than kind of the distort the reality if someone's not a fan. So. Yeah. Other than the damage done to Will Kim's academic career, I'm a big <laughs> fan of what you guys have done. So As an as an English teacher, how did you feel about our uh, it's an excellent our, our example. Advice. I'm going to play it every time I teach an essay. It's an excellent example of the opposite. So, if they like it's basically if you follow that set of instructions and you run the the exact opposite direction you'll end up doing very well so on a written piece of work you're you're that guy's ta podcast educating well that's partially intact still the ta podcast is here for your all your educational needs as we said in the first couple episodes yeah yeah i actually thought that they wouldn't bring the other three because uh, laszlo didn't trust me enough and so they needed you as a buffer to see if we could even use any of this (laughs) no i i think you'll be okay i mean we've kind of walked the line a little closely a couple times and (laughs) I'm I'm still here. They still they even gave me my own podcast. Oh. I, I said a c- couple questionable things, and they just gave me my own episode. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe definitely. you maybe you'll get your own. Maybe I'll get my own. So uh, we're in a pretty big time in a in Canada right now. Mm-hmm. Day after the election, it is. We don't have to state any any bias, any affiliation, or anything. But what, do you have any any thoughts? Anything anything to about the add? results? Yeah, well, results campaign. Anything really election related, but results kind of are um. fairly prominent right now. I'm not really surprised by the outcome. Uh, I think I, I was watching it come in on CBC last night, and and uh, you know you see that spike uh, in the east of the Liberals, and you're like, wow, are they going to actually achieve a majority? Because I wasn't expecting that. And then as it moves west, that sort of slows down. Um, I was. I think the biggest result is not to my surprise, but to my great sadness, is just how regionally defined we are as a mm-hmm. country the bloc quebecois getting power in quebec yep. how conservative we are out here um this sort of split between left and right in british columbia and so on mm-hmm. so it definitely was a regional based election yeah we did have a slightly different split in the maritimes though yeah with the green taking fredericton and it was a little bit a little bit different out there because i think the liberals took was it all 32 in that in yeah in, that, in 2015 so there was a little bit more yeah, and this this was um, yeah like the the Canada doesn't like to have the same people in charge for more than ten years. I've noticed in, yeah. in my years, and and a lot of that wash of uh, 2015 was just change. Yeah, and um, you know there's some dissatisfaction. Obviously, yeah, the Maritimes were really interesting because I don't I think the Conservatives expected to do better there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if is three the most the Greens have ever had. Like, has anybody? Elizabeth May has always had her seat, but I don't think we've ever had yeah. 
multiple greens in, in the House of Commons. I might yeah. be wrong. It's. I mean, it's still obviously a small count, but you could yeah. expect a slight increase with environment being such a prominent issue in this yeah. election. But yeah, as I wanted to know, as an English teacher and as someone who's a, a good public speaker, how do you feel? Uh-huh. How do you feel about each leader as far as their public speaking skills? This doesn't have anything to do with policy. Yeah, yeah. Or anything, no, and but I, as yeah. a public speaker, who really strikes you as a well. As a good, yeah, as a good speaker. Yeah, uh, and again, you never want to judge the person. Right? Yeah, but absolutely. It's, it's their speaking skills, and, and we can we can focus on the good. You don't have to bash anyone. Oh no, if you there's, think no, there's no no intention of bashing. Uh, um, well, I don't speak fluent French, so I'm going to have to steer clear of the block. Yeah, um, that speech was. It's a little <laughs> tough to hear the the monotone voice going over top of him. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm, I was just about to jump to Maxime Bernier, and we said we weren't going to talk about the bad. So uh, uh, let's. Um, Jasmeet Singh is a very good speaker. Uh, I feel Elizabeth May has always been an okay speaker on her topics, although I found her to be kind of like the <laughs> kind of like my my aunts when they're getting angry, right? Like just she, you know, I watched the one English debate, and she just was after Trudeau, and it got it got a little repetitive. Um, Trudeau and Sheer, like as is common with the big parties, um, they didn't really nothing really stood out bad or good. Uh, and which other, other than that, they were giving their speech at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah other than that, <laughs> that was that was a glare. That was a glaring flaw. Glaring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, but they, you know, they have to be so careful of what they say. They don't want to. Ref- they want to reflect sort of the center of their own party, but. Um, you know, the, a lot of this election, people were having trouble getting engaged in any ideas. And I think those two leaders didn't do a lot to change that, right? Like, um, you know, a, a lot of this, I think the reason we have a minority government now is a lot of it was a statement on Trudeau as leader. Uh, but uh, the reason that Andrew Scheer maybe couldn't form government is a statement on his party and him as leader. Like, it was, it, neither of those parties could capitalize enough on the errors and mistakes of the other and offered enough to sort of appeal to the broad range. And that's why I think you saw the block coming back, which uh, in this part of the country is like, oh, great, here we go again. Um, the NDP only, what was it, 24 seats total? Yeah, I, yeah. Last when I went to bed, it was, they were projected 24, 25 yeah. or something. I didn't but check the, the Liberals, I think, sit at 157, which yeah. means they need 13 people on their side to pass most votes. Now that's how minority governments go. How long we'll keep this government is like if we make two years before another election, mm-hmm. I'll be surprised. And how willingly the NDP cooperates with the Liberals. I know Singh had said he was willing to cooperate with basically anyone but the Conservatives. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that plays. It'll be kind of interesting to It'll see how a minority plays out in the in the House of Commons with yeah. thing, the confidence vote and things like that. Yeah, I think the but, Globe and Mail published right before uh, right before the election. They published. Um, what Singh, six things that, that Jasmeet Singh needed from the Liberals to support them. And they were all fairly uh, logical um, to, to my reading. Like, they weren't anything super extreme. Like, I think if, if Trudeau needed the Green Party vote, uh, he'd probably have to, you know, bend over backwards and still not, not get it. Um, but I think the biggest thing is with those 20-some seats that or 30-some seats that the Bloc got is... Uh, the second Trudeau leans on the the block vote, he'll have completely alienated anybody out here. So that's yeah. the issue. 
So uh, we got a few topics I want yeah, to touch on. That was that was fun so far. Good, good little election talk. Next, I wanted to talk about your career, teaching. Oh I know you start. You've started out in a was it journalism? Uh, yeah, I've, I've worked as a journalist. Yeah, and then was, I, yeah, I started that as my education. I was yeah. just wondering. This is probably a kind of a, a subject that a lot of kids might be interested in. How did you decide on on? How did you make a, a career choice, I guess I should say? Oh, yeah, say. that's a good question. That's Especially a good for question. a lot of the grade 12s kind of applying to schools at this time. How did you, and I know obviously this isn't your final choice in grade 12 necessarily, but how did you kind of... Go how, through the career? Yeah, how, was it, how, did, how did it come to be that you wanted to be a yeah. teacher and I guess English in multiple areas? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Well, well um, as an 18-year-old kid in southwest Saskatchewan in the mid-90s, I was completely unlike all of the kids here in that I had no idea what I wanted to do with my <laughs> life. And you know, that's that's a completely different thing. Um, I liked reading and I liked writing. I grew up on a farm. Uh, my dad and all of my grandfathers were farmers, but uh, my mom and my grandmothers, my one grandmother was an elementary teacher, uh, and my they were very literary, literate people. Mm -hmm. And even my grandfathers were, uh, and my dad. Um, and so I was always around reading and writing, and I started writing stories and things like that as, as a kid. Um, and then in high school, I was asked by the principal of the small school I went to in Shaunavon, Saskatchewan. Can we do shout-outs? Yeah. You no, guys are all oh, over Actually, we encourage those. I, oh, yeah, I know. You, can sh you don't have to know them. It can be a big multinational corporation that you're hoping to get a sponsorship yeah, from. Well, so. that Shaunavon High School is not a place <laughs> that is a big multinational. But it is another SHS. So oh, SHS. Uh, yeah, oh, so you, just, I, you I, couldn't I, get enough. Couldn't get enough SHS in my up. life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, although Spartans is a far better moniker than Shadows. That was just... Shadows. We were the Shadows. It was kind of sad. Kind of spooky. Kind yeah. Of, kind of mysterious. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess. But, like, do you ever get intimidated by mystery? Oh, no. This guy might be mysterious, and he's well, a linebacker. I don't know. Are you afraid of the dark? Or are you afraid of what could be in it? Oh, maybe that's a good point. That's a good maybe point. Maybe it's what's lurking. Maybe shadow. it's what's yeah, We should all. Oh, I wish I knew all of this 25 years ago, Luke. This is fantastic. You'd have never left. You'd have never, I never, you'd have never come to SHS. I'll, I'll, I'll call up uh, the principal of the school, who's probably somebody, like, I taught. I don't know. <laughs> um, Anyways, uh, so I did some writing for newspapers as a kid. Uh, the local newspaper got hired mm -hmm. brief, you know, f several times for them. Um, and yeah, I worked in news uh, for a bit. And then, so I was graduating and like people were like, hey, you like writing and you like writing news, so what are you thinking? And so the University of Regina actually has a very good journalism program. It's one of the best in Canada. Uh -huh. So I transferred there initially, or I studied there initially, and I discovered very quickly that isn't writing I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, I just, I like journalism, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. So, um, so I went to one of the other two best universities in Saskatchewan, <laughs> the University of Saskatchewan, uh, and I got an English degree. And then at the end of that, I was, well, do I want to try and write creatively and edit books and things like that for the rest of my life, or do I want a job uh, right off the bat? And so, um, yeah, I did the two-year option on an education degree. Like, I was already tutoring lots and teaching. I was a TA in some university classes. and. I realized that uh, the competency expected for your average teacher is much lower than I thought, so I could fit in that okay. niche. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, it, they they lowered the standards enough by the time I graduated that I could get a teaching job. So yeah, I ended up turning my my English job into a teaching job. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to talk about, I think a big part of choosing a career or an area of study is knowing what you don't like as much. 
And I know <laughs> maybe we can have a, a little back and forth here. I know you and I last weekend had a little, uh, little math. I guess it was one-sided. I was trying to finish my question, but I gave you, I gave you the rights to, uh, to criticize anything you saw. Can you talk about where your, uh, not hatred, we won't say that, but no, your, your, uh, your, your criticism of math or math in a science field comes from, or, or, or just enjoyment of making fun of it? Well, I always equate math to indoor plumbing. Like it's, it's, it's necessary. It serves a purpose, <laughs> but you don't want to peel it apart and look at what's going on there. It's, it's full of crap. Right. So, um, math is fine. I remember the giddy little joy when I first learned algebra and I finally got an equation and I knew my bed mass and I got it down and X was a four. And there's, there's a, there's a small lizard like delight in seeing that lizard like, oh, yeah, like the back part of the brain. <laughs> um, but I noticed like this, the question you had, you had invited me to, which I uh, should add, uh, we have been talking about real life applications of it this week. Of calculus. So, well, of, of logarithms in, in particular. Real life applications of logarithms. Yeah, solving. You heard the words you just said. I, do you, I, can, I even have it in my notebook here. Oh, uh, it's, I can show you. The time you would take to explain that to me, is it worth it? Well, you want to, well, if you want to talk about. I just, I just, the point I, go ahead. Go if ahead. you want to talk about uh, <laughs> investments, interest rates, all those sorts of, thi- sorts of things, they deal with exp- exponents, sorry. I understand and, exponents. I don't know why. The well, time, when math has to get like busy, right? Like your calculus stuff, it has to pull in letters. Like math can't get any credibility and start until you start talking about well, the alphabet. Well, the point of the letters is to represent what you don't know, what you're trying to find. And a lot of and a lot of times in real life situations, the reason you're using math is because you want to find something. So there's there's the there's the uh, okay. I guess the general reason why math can be applied. So I can't find my keys. Okay. How is an exponent or a logarithm, right? Uh, unf- like the last time cosine meant anything to me is, is what my wife and I did on our mortgage. Yeah. But I also, what about the engineers who, who make your keys work? Again, or it's like indoor house. plumbing. I appreciate that it's there. <laughs> I don't need to tear it apart and know what's going on. Um, math has a very important purpose. It's It's when we try to... Make it do more than it needs to. Uh, you know. What about what about physics? How do you feel about which is I guess up, applying mathematics in the scientific? Yeah, th- physics made a lot but... of sense to me in high school when I took it. Uh, like you know, tracking how fast a ball was going, or I, I really I remember the velocity of two vehicles passing from opposite directions, and wasn't the speed the combined. So if I pass somebody at like going exactly the speed limit, like all good teachers do, yeah. and somebody's coming the same speed limit, uh, we pass each other 220 kilometers an hour. Is that, that's something yeah. I remember from physics in Saskatchewan in 1994. I might be wrong. Um, that was neat. Uh, I, I don't think it made me a better human to know that, but... Here I am talking about it, so obviously it's stuck. Maybe it, must, it, maybe it was good for your brain. You know, the, the English was what really nourished your brain but yeah. the, ma- the math was necessary for, it, it, for logical thinking which it is, is important. necessary and uh like math if and I'd, science i should say math and science have their purposes i liked biology mm-hmm. I, I i studied biology in university i enjoyed it um without math i wouldn't be able to beat my brothers as badly as i do in cribbage there you so go. i'd you know it, it does have its purposes cribbage. i just i i i don't play it but my oh, my parents play it fabulous and game. i've never 
I've never seen my parents talk more trash to each other in my life. Yeah. And my dad actually, my dad lost every, I'd love, every game for a year straight, but insisted he was the better, the better critic. I'd love player, to so. hear your parents trash talking. That would be, I, I bet you that would be entertaining because it would still probably be happy go lucky kind of. That's there, a happy There's pair certainly of no low blows, but it's <laughs> very, like, it's very. My dad is very stubborn with his trash talk. He is the, he is the best. My mom needs to remember he's the best. And he'll always be the best, even if he loses yeah. 50, 60 in a row. Yeah. It's all good. I, that might be an exaggeration. He lost for a year straight. They don't play every day. But uh, <laughs> I think he finally won a game. I don't know if he's beat my mom or not. He'll be mad at me if he hears this that I don't know. But Jeez, maybe maybe your mom and I should throw down because I tend to beat everybody in my family. Yeah, uh, my father hasn't forgiven me for, <laughs> like, I think I had two straight wins last time we played, and, and uh, uh, there's no Christmas present coming this year. It's serious business in the Sonsby household because uh, – we generally don't like to speak to each other, so cards can be distracting. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, another another topic I wanted to cover. This is something we've talked about in the past a little mm. bit. The uh, current atmosphere in music, oh, and yes. especially, I know you and I have talked about things like uh, hip hop and kind of wrap the different areas of that, and mm. things like Kendrick Lamar win, winning a Kendrick Pulitzer Lamar, Prize, yeah. things like that. I want to know what. First, we can start. I kind of have an idea, but for our listeners, what type of music you most enjoy? So if you want to, if you want to give a little bit of that. Uh, my type of music tends to be just your basic guitars, bass, drums, uh, but then the directions that leads. Uh, I, I like a lot of progressive kind of stuff, some of the longer play stuff, but um, obviously I'm a big fan of Pearl Jam and, and their ilk from... What was your kind of introduction to Pearl Jam? Do you remember, was there a song that really... <sighs> Um, did it for you, or was oh, it just kind the of a song that did it? Yeah, it was a song alive off their first album. Okay. Um, I actually, because it was there was the big rivalry that I didn't know was a rivalry between Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it wasn't from the bands, but from their fans. And I had known Nirvana longer. We listened to them on basketball trips and, and tried to sing lyrics that nobody understood the words of. And yeah, um, Pearl Jam. It was the song alive. I was like, oh, this is this is something. What you talk? You mentioned rivalry there. A thing, a thing that I find a little bit funny is rap beef these days is in its purest form grown men in opposite or in not opposite in different rooms just writing poems about each other. Oh yeah, yeah. I I find it hard. I find it hard to take serious. I mean, sometimes you get some some songs that might really I don't know resonate with you when you're angry but I, I find i find it just a funny concept to, it's, be, to be so angry that it comes out in a song but i mean i guess it's it's a sport in a way it is it's actually that makes me think of <laughs> i guess early 2000s battle rap was kind of a huge scene so. <laughs> yeah and then it became like a youtube phenomenon with uh famous people having rap battles like einstein and oh yeah Darwin yeah or something with, like that with the, yeah that was around the same period wasn't it or maybe a yeah that, i think that was like early 2010s yeah but yeah, well, it all washes together in my head. But yeah, I hear you. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. But <laughs> but it's that's uh, you know what those bands. I remember uh, in about '96 on an album called No Code, Pearl Jam released like a one-minute song called Lucan, which is an attack on a guy from a not Nirvana but a different band, uh, uh, Mud Honey. No, I can't remember. But uh, it's not in any way. Pearl Jam's greatest song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just yelling into a microphone yeah. for a minute, right? It's 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 um, it's kind of like coming back to the election. You get tired of the negativity, 
and there's no there's no positive, right? Yeah. So it's wasted talent for these musicians to do that yeah. sometimes, my opinion. And uh, with with the music that's kind of popular today, I wanted to talk mention a few artists or bands or groups and just get get an opinion on them. A few mm-hmm. of them I kind of have an idea of what you'll say, but I wanted to start with uh, the Lumineers. I know you uh, I know you like the Lumineers. I wanted to maybe hear why and if there's certain um, songs that stick out maybe. Yeah, the Lumineers came out of that wash of folk resurgence that was like led from by Mumford and Sons, and I think uh, I thought the Lumineers were just wannabe Mumford's followers, mm-hmm. right? Like just one of the other bands. And then I heard their first album, the one with Hey Ho or Ho Hey or whatever it's yeah. called on it, but it was their is that what it's called? It's the, those two words in some order. The, hey the song. or ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey or ho or ho or hey or so whatever. Yeah. But it was their second album. I was like, oh, no, this is some quality sound writing, mm-hmm. songwriting. And uh, there was um, that song Cleopatra. There was a second version of it that was exclusively yeah. on piano. And Cleopatra and Ophelia. Ophelia. Are my, I, those, are my, those are my two favorite Lumineers They songs. do well with songs with women's names, I've noticed. Yeah. The, new, the new album, the song Gloria, I really like. Yeah. So anyways, there's a, there's a folk element, there's a poetry, and then this... Three, their new album has a lot of that um, multimedia storytelling. It's got a bit of the uh, um, uh, like a linear album, like an album that is story, which I love a lot of things like that, like The Wall by Pink Floyd and Tommy by The Who. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's done an album like that. Green Day with American Idiot. So I yeah. kind of like, I kind of like that kind of structured idea once in a while. Yeah, I'm a big fan of kind of like cohesive albums that have a concept. Concept centered albums. around the, yeah. I, I, well, and depending on how songs can relate to different extents, but I don't know. I just find it a really like good piece of art when something comes together like totally. that. Next, and I wanted to move into a little bit more of a a very popular artist that I want to know your opinion on. Okay, how do you feel about Cardi B? Cardi B. Yeah, you're gonna have to fill me in. You know, you. Had, I, I'm not sure. I know. Problem with a lot of modern artists is I'll know a song, but I might not know. So the artist. you know. You listen to the radio with your kids? Do you do you, li- we do. you we listen do. to like kind of a pop kind of radio? Usually like- we're on well, we listen to a lot of talk radio cuz my kids are junkies like me, but uh X929 will be probably the one that's on and that's a little bit more modern yeah. alternative, right? I don't know if it'd be on there. It's okay, we don't have to address she's just I think she won she won rap album of the year at the Grammys. The Grammys is kind of a commercial commercial. Yeah, it is. The Grammys are tough. Tell Thank me a you. song I'd know. Like what's her if the number one hit that that's playing on the she radio? She blew up with a song called "Bodak Yellow." Nope. Uh, you know, "Girls Like You" by Maroon Five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the the, the female verse in that one. I don't know if you mm. don't know if you've heard that, but Maroon there, Five there's, there's isn't also something I steer close to that much. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Okay, well we can we can talk about someone else then, uh, someone who obviously has a a better re- or a solid reputation with fans of of poetry and music Kendrick Lamar <laughs> thank you for not saying of age uh, yeah I've got huge respect for Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. um, I think actually it was a conversation with you when you were in grade 10 and he'd already been fairly established by then yeah, yeah, yeah that made sure. me go download a few songs and um, like rap might not be my hip-hop might not be my favorite type of music but the poetry of it mm-hmm. when it's good is extremely good like it's it's a little too, and Kendrick himself, it's a little too reliant on the poo poo caca language. Yeah, no, uh, I, I can see that, but which is fairly yeah. cliche. But I'm not going to say that your average, you know, punk rock or alternative album doesn't have a few f bombs dropped in there at times. Um, he is like 
rap at its best is it's got the meter it's got the rhyme it's got the rhythm of very good poetry um and that's an argument i usually make when i'm teaching when i'm teaching poetry in classes is is like kids are like oh i hate poetry no you don't it's you've just replaced it with modern music Mm -hmm. it's yeah because you ask one person a type of music they love and somebody across the room absolutely hates that kendrick lamar crafts his words so well mm-hmm. uh, and yeah it's it's very impressive to listen to I find it interesting just how they like to the, how the brain interprets music because for me I can listen to music of like multiple different genres but it can have like that like that poetry you're talking about yeah. and like really in- intelligent thoughts and ideas presented and I can appreciate that and then there's also some music where it's almost even if there's words it's almost strictly like a sonic appeal to me like it, yeah. it's just the way the way sounds come together even if it's like they're saying things that are far from profound and just yeah. a whole lot of nothing some some artists i think their talent lies in just the complete ability to craft sounds together I, I, and i respect that too there's there's definitely different ways to approach it but sonic appeal would be an excellent band name we sonic should, we should appeal. <laughs> yeah um no and i agree and that's funny because even though i am an english teacher uh, most of the music I approach is from a music because I'm a musician too, I guess. Yeah. But the 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 music first, and sometimes I don't listen to lyrics. There's a lot of songs I really like that the entire chorus is a guy saying "yeah" over and over and over again, and I'm listening to what the guitars and drums are doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you see a you see a you know you see a lyric sheet for some of the music i like and well this is stupid yeah right? we, we played you at cross-country provincials uh, on the way home a, a playboy cardi verse from the song earthquake and that was the one where none of the words I sound like any of the words word. yeah for some reason though that just something that hit something for me i love yeah. that i love that song just the way the the melodies come together and the way playboy cardi sounds over that i yeah. don't know i it, it's it's weird the brain the brain just my brain just likes it no and like those hardcore metal guys that listen to the the lyrics the vocalists who sound like cookie monster right yeah some some guy has sat down and penned lyrics and then oh, da, 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 but i think they're they're not listening to the words they're listening to the the sonic appeal mm-hmm. or the feel of that yeah and i also i also i have like a i'm very likely to maybe not like, but appreciate something that's very experimental or like mm. nothing I've ever heard before. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when they blend strange sounds or just sounds that can come out like that. And actually there's one album, it's like, it's a 15 album song or 15 song album that's 25 minutes long and it's called Some Rap Songs or it's Earl Sweatshirt. And it's it's not like the, it's not anything like rap you would ever, yeah. ever heard. It's like these kind of weird mystic instrumentals with like, just strange sounds that if you heard on their own, you would think like you would never imagine it ever coming together in, in as a song. And That's I can't, nice and I nice. can't listen. I, well, I can, but I, I don't listen to like one song. Usually it's a 25, like if I'm listening to that, it's 25 minutes. Yeah. I'm sitting down and it's something about just sounds coming together in some way. And I'm sure it's very intentional by a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. It, even if the, with this one, the lyrics are, aren't as, the lyrics are, are more meaningful on this one than some other ones, but it's... It's not the first appeal. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's it's strange to me. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff is, is fascinating. Like, I like, the you know, I like concepts on albums because we're in the, the era of singles and 
like if the first bar doesn't appeal to you, you switch to an entirely new artist. Yeah. So when an artist can find a way to still hook into you and get you to, to buy into an entire album, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. How many beats? I'm always... Li- I- 836.4. Oh, right. 837.4. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're moving steadily. I, I like it when Cooper or Jackson pops out the beat count. Beats, yeah. Make, yeah, it makes me feel like there's you know, <laughs> some kind of a rhythm to everything in this. Yes. Uh, another and then th- you talked about Dr. Dre. Yeah. Beats. Oh, yeah. Beats yeah. by... Oh, yeah, yeah. Beats by Dre, which yeah. still hasn't sent any... No. Any information. I'm a Bose man. Bose wants to throw Oh, us, I, uh, I take... Honestly, yeah. like we said, anyone who's willing to... Yeah, throw like, and cash. I, not really sure about the uh, ability to monetize the school podcast, so we'll uh, we'll just keep those open for uh, keep those options open for the future. No, but your uh, <laughs> your your way to continually figuratively prostitute yourselves to the highest bidder, I I am impressed by, even if it does not result in any money. Yeah, who's who's gonna believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? You know, that's a that's well. Put. We came out with zero. If only I would have heard that at a younger age. Yeah, we asked we asked Apple for a sponsorship with zero listeners so far, or on the first well before the first episode had been released. So yeah, if that's not confidence embodied, I don't know what is. And it didn't turn out yet. Absolutely not. Oh, so okay. uh, <laughs> right, here we go. <laughs> we we don't have to worry about that. Another thing, this kind of relates a little bit to you and I both. Uh, Cross country running. Ah, yes, the elegant sport. The, uh, yes, the most, the least glorious sport, but possibly the uh, the most guts involved. I would call it poetry in motion, wouldn't you? I guess poetry takes a lot of different forms. Well, I'm just trying to create a link through our stuff. I'm English teacher yeah. in the discussion. I'll shut up. Poetry. Go ahead and ask your question about cross country. I was just going to say, where, like, what was your kind of involvement in cross country when you were growing up, and what kind of uh, caused you to or want to interest you in co- interested you in coaching as an adult and well as you can that. tell from just seeing me walk the hallways I've got a lean runner's body but uh, uh, I grew up like I said in southwest Saskatchewan and and before you have a driver's license those are some big distances you have to cover yeah. so the sooner you learn to run the the faster you can get between combine and house and so on okay um, <laughs> but uh, but you can see the house you can see the house. The oh yeah, yeah. Is, does, I can see it from here. Is that um, do you prefer do you prefer courses where you can see where you're going, or do you prefer courses where you know there's some trees, a little bit of terrain, and it seems like the oh, end yeah. might sneak up on you? Yeah, as much hiding as possible, because yeah. uh, otherwise it's just debilitating, and 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 you get you get you get angry and dejected, and and mm-hmm. things like that. No, the the yeah, hide as much of the course as possible, because it's kind of like Christmas, like Christmas for for you know masochists like oh this is gonna hurt but i didn't see it coming um yeah i ran in high school uh mostly track and field but the big distances 8 15 3000 Mm -hmm. and then um actually was i was living overseas and then i i couldn't run at all because the the just smog and stuff like that in asia Mm -hmm. so i started treadmilling and uh um, started doing longer and longer distances and then ended up when I came back to Canada, like I was in my mid twenties before I started marathoning. Uh, and I started doing half marathons for about 10 years and then a hip injury debilitated me. So now I ride my bike next to you fine runners and yell things to make you go faster. And it's a great job. We appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, maybe not while we're running, maybe we're a little bitter, but once we're done. Yeah. Well, once it's over, we definitely appreciate you. How do you feel about running Luke? How do I feel? Um, like you kind of alluded to, it's a lot of a lot of pain, but it, I think it's very rewarding. Yeah. It's a very rewarding, both like physic physically and mentally. You feel 
you feel you can you feel good about yourself when you're done. Yeah. And I don't know. I've been running like I've ran cross country grade seven till now. And even when even early junior high, I wasn't the greatest run. I wasn't a bad runner, but like mm. I was very small. I wasn't great, but it was still like I still found some joy in the in kind of pushing yourself to the absolute limit that you could. Yeah. And then which I did do this year at zones when I stepped across the finish line and puked well, wow. well, well, yeah, <laughs> we'll was, say it for first time that's ever happened in a race for and me. i would and i was fine right after so you you had one of the best finishes you've ever had maybe the best but in typical luke schramm manner you popped across across the finish line vomited as you say and then turned around and apologized to the organizers who like you know people who push themselves often end up in that kind of state but in in, in you you felt the need to apologize for it uh <laughs> which i thought was charming in a in a gross sense but you know what i mean yeah um no, but that was that was one of the strongest races, and like you know, you've uh, you've consistently improved at it. So it's it's neat to see somebody still pushing themselves even after you know being an MVP, ending uh, in high spots. So that's cool. Yeah. And we'll see. I'm not sure exactly what my cross country future looks like, but I think it's a goal of mine to always, as long as I can, be able to run and run in in, in events of some sort somewhere. So. We'll see what that looks like, but I just think running's a good. If if you're into it in some way, it's a good hobby. Yeah, just keeps keeps it healthy. It's good good for coping with stress. It's good. It's just a. I don't know. I think it's a good. Check the scenery thing. out. Yeah, yeah. That's and I how, it's yeah. I I will admit races are certainly a lot more stressful than like a, a nice run for your by yourself on a mm-hmm. like a on a weekend or something, but. There, they, there's rewarding elements of being in a race yeah. as well. So, Mr. Larson's always said it's the ultimate guts over glory sport, yeah. right? And it's but even just going for a run, it's 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 good for you. It's fun. It's healthy, and yeah, there's there's uh, there's neat experiences to all aspects, whether it's racing or just keeping healthy. For sure. Another thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, books and short book and short stories you have published. I'm not sure exactly what you're. Oh, yeah. Catalog is like, but you, catalog. you, uh, <laughs> you, uh, wrote the, uh, the history, the hundred years of memories book for Strathmore. Yep. And I'm wondering as a Saskatchewan native, how it, ca- <laughs> how it came to be that you were in a position to do that and what interested you like c- um, coming from another, coming from somewhere else being interested enough to do that. Yeah. Well, uh, with that, with that book, hundred years of memory and, and, memories in 2011 uh they wanted something for the centennial of strathmore and there was a book um for the for the 75th in 1986 called the town that moved and it's quite a quite a tome it's it's a big big book um and uh that was kind of compiled by lots of local residents right there was a, a great myriad of writers that put that thing together i was approached by counselor bob sobel from mm-hmm. uh town council he's still on town council uh shout out to him if if he's listening i, I guess I'd, I'd hope he would listen and mr fuel would listen if somebody could show him how to operate a podcast <laughs> uh anyways uh he approached me because they knew i was a published writer uh mr fuel and i were were near each other in the school in those days and and um you know the journalism background the understand like social studies is my minor uh but i don't it's not my major because I don't feel a need to bottle up my feelings like some social studies teachers who will remain nameless. Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't throw any uh, shade on the 
the father of the podcast. No, we don't throw shade on people who, who suppress their emotions to the point that they, you know, develop gigantism, you know. But uh, <laughs> let, it, let, it, let, it, let the tears run free. That's all I mean. Let the tears run free. Anyways, I have a, I, so I was asked to do that and to do the research on it and to do some studies. And, uh, yeah, I spent, uh, I spent the summer of 2011 researching and writing the book and then a few edits. It was released in early 2012. Uh, amid all of the centennial, centennial celebrations. So does that answer your question? I kind yeah. of got sidetracked. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's all good. A little, little social studies jab. On that topic, do I, I'll give you the floor right now, and you can state your case for why you think English is the best subject in school. And I'm, again, these are not my ideas. I'm giving Mr. Sons to be oh, the floor here. random statement on why it's – well, because all those other ones just basically uh, – they're incorporated. They back us up. We use technology. We use the facts of social studies. But we, we, uh, we don't suppress our need to be human beings. Uh, <laughs> mathematics is required. We have to tell you, uh, you know, your marks that you get and then <laughs> percentages and figure out. And we require uh, we require uh, all the CTS courses. Like I have to be able to run a computer and an active board to make my fancy PowerPoints with all of their uh, special transitions. Um, uh, from Cosmo, I've learned to wash myself daily and try to you know do my hair and shave. And um, from fitness and phys ed, like nobody wants to look at a teacher who's completely falling apart at the seams. And and you know so yeah, English just is where all of it kind of meets. Uh, you know. Uh, it's about the human experience, which is what uh, life is. So, all of them are all of the other courses are are fine things. <laughs> they're fine things. It's good, but they're just factors of life, and English is life. So, we're kind of the English is life. Yeah, Mister Paul yeah. sounds to be twenty nineteen. English is life. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's I guess where that is. Okay, I, I respect it. If you're dissatisfied with any of these answers, I can go on, but there has to be sort of a stopping point, or, or I won't oh, no. stop talking. No, I'll just uh, I'll just edit in your voice and make it sound like what I want after. So. Good, excellent. I have that power. Yeah, fortunately. Yeah, no, that's that's fabulous. You'd make a good journalist. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> what do I need this to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we we touched on most of the things I was I was trying to trying to deal with here, trying to get a little bit more information about about you and wh- how, how you feel about these things. So well, uh, I wasn't expecting it to be such a involvement in my own narcissism, but I'm very good at that. So I, I, I don't mind talking about, you know, myself and a quick beat update. 1,153.4. What does that mean? Does that mean lengthy? What's your, what's your highest beats you've achieved so far? I really don't know. No. I'm like I said, I'm, I show up for 30 minutes and, and talk with minimum. This is the most I've prepared because I was by myself. Usually I can lean on someone else to do the work. Yeah, yeah, I call yeah. it delegating. Delegating. There but, was a, but you know, there's a, you know, <laughs> the other guys, it's great, but I do find that we haven't, um, we haven't fallen into just a, like a Beavis and Butthead 10 minutes straight of giggling. Yeah. I think that, different that people bring happens. out different parts of, yeah, different parts of me. It so. is, it is, it is good. I've, uh, you've, you know, I think you've you've revealed a lot of yourself. There's a fascination with almond milk that I had no idea of. Yeah, before. I, I like I'm an onion. I got layers. So uh, yeah. And this one, this was, this was probably the most we had some laughs. Most serious podcast so far. Oh, no. I'm, I feel terrible. You oh, should we be laughing more? Oh no, now for our no now for our viewers who <laughs> might want to come and I don't know take something away from the podcast other than you know for high school kids 
telling jokes, which is what high school kids do 80, 85% of the time or 95. But they, they might take a little bit away from this one. They yeah, might, yeah, might, get, might get some new information, learn about how a blonde kid from Saskatchewan ended up <laughs> as, as an English teacher. Or, or two of the whitest people on the planet talking about the endearment of rap music. I like that we, there you go. we attacked that. Or mind you, the... Maybe people don't realize that about me if they've never met me before. But yeah, it's not a visual medium, so you, you you can lie. You, you brought in the blonde. Oh, well, I, I who's who's paler? Uh, who's what? Who's paler? Skin. F- who's oh, who, which skin? of us is paler? Well, it's about equal. No, I have a perpetual. You have blonde hair though. You have blonder hair. I mean, well, so. that's true. I have a perpetual farmer tan though. So like, if we looked at my, you know, maybe my shoulder, I'd be paler. But uh, yeah, I do have uh, a very very uh, Norse quaff. But that's that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a third generation Canadian, but I got a little, I got a little, uh, little Germany, a little Russia in me. So. Shram is German. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What's all oh, Russian? Well, the the Shrams came. The Shrams lived in Russia. My uh, grandfather lived in Russia before his family was a German family that had moved to Russia that oh. came here in the earlier 1900s. But yeah. Nice. Nice. We're all. You, you wonder. I've often wondered: Is there going to be a point where we just say we're Canadian? Like, yeah. Well, I, for the most part, I say I'm Canadian because, like I said, I have one grandparent who's not from Canada through and through. So. Yeah, and I like my family because there were so few marriage options in Southwest Saskatchewan. <laughs> you kind of just, you know, it, it, the first girl that's around the right age. My dad. That isn't like, related to you. That isn't related. Well, and I don't know how well they looked into that, but I'm hopeful. Um, <laughs> but. You know, my mom. My mom has some French. You never know. Sometimes you just don't want to dilute the blood. No. Yeah, that's right. I well. Well, well maybe you do. Got to be careful with that. We're talking about blonde hair, blue eyes, and you know, keeping the bloodlines. Okay. Safe. Yeah. That's, we. That's, oh. Yeah. That's not, nothing. Not here. where we were going. No. We. No. We are a very inclusive. We are welcoming podcast and two people. Absolutely. At uh, uh, the, sorry. We are not worried about purity. I, I know when I've said something inaccurate or incorrect or not good when Luke feels he has to do a disclaimer after I speak. But I mean, uh, my my mom is half French and half more Norwegian. My dad is mostly Norwegian and Danish, and so the Norwegian ended up doubling back in okay. the 1970s and uh i just i hope there's a point where we don't define ourselves by where we're from anymore and just become canadians although going back to our political discussion at the beginning we define ourselves by how much money we have right uh i'm, jo- I'm joking i hope not because <laughs> that will shatter my world i uh, i uh you can I'm, I'm, that'd be great but no you're fine you're, no, it's not it's i'm good. joking that's really? i hope so because i'd, I'd be a... roll up into a ball and cry but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that's a well a disclaimer about not kind of instilling Aryan ideas in people is, is no, not the greatest that. place to end. But just no. so everyone knows, inclusive podcast. We're just touching on history and making sure that we're not misunderstood. Touching on here. history. Two two fair haired gentlemen talking about inclusion. Uh, not in any way endorsing. Uh, dwarfish, bad, mustachioed men who thought we were the best. Yeah, uh, that that's irony. Again, without without name dropping you, without name you just dropping. called someone out. Well, you know, I'm not the first, and he's been dead a bit. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I think that's a that's a that's a good thing that we're pointing out. An English teacher is pointing out the irony of a guy like Adolf Hitler saying, uh, you know, fair-haired people were the be-all end-all when he wasn't one. So. That uh, just goes to show, uh, be anything, kids. 
shoot for the uh, stars. I, I'm trying to end positively. Shoot, yeah. Again, separate from Hitler, shoot for the stars. Would Good. It, no, I'm just, I'm just making sure. I'm, separate from us, separate from. Hitler? I'm making sure we're not making any statements regarding like ultra nationalists in. No, good gosh. In Europe. No, no, or or anywhere. Uh, or, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Well, that, anywhere. No, that, that we don't. We don't. We don't want to endorse that. That's that's really. Wow, after our non-biased political, we've done a lot of backtracking in this last yeah. couple of minutes. Again, no, no bias, no endorsing. No. Welcoming no, neither. environment. We are the O-blood type of biases. <laughs> Do you have any... Uh, See, I learned something in biology, Luke. There you go, hey. O-blood type. Do you have any... Uh, Just kidding. My mom worked in a hospital and took blood a lot. Do I have any which agglutination? No, do you have any uh, clo clo closing statements? That's yeah. Uh, closing statements. Anything you want to? Anything you want to say to the people or to me the before people we before we end this? Give some likes. Uh, follow TA Podcast online. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, even before this, uh, and. Uh, uh, good job to you and Jackson and Daniel and Cooper. It's been it's been going well. And remember, kids, universities want to know your English mark first. All right. Well, this is the the Luke Schramm spinoff of the TA <laughs> podcast. Thank you very much for listening.